Hi Alice, welcome to episode 5 of the Hi Alice podcast. Uh, I don't really have anything in particular I've got planned for today's podcast. I've just had a bit of time uh, that I could do to record. I've got a an ulcer on my upper lip where it's been scraping against a little piece of runoff wire from my brace. So I can't speak massively easily without a little bit of nagging pain. So I won't do a very long podcast today, but I thought I'd give you an update. on it. In episode one, I spoke to you about wanting to learn GCSE physics, GCSE level physics, and uh, I'd imagine that you probably thought, hmm, maybe that's something that they w- <laughs> he won't follow up on. But I actually have I actually have followed up on that plan, even maybe to my own surprise. So, so far, I've learned about energy, and I've learned about electricity, and I'm just about to start learning about mass, which I think is actually one of the things that I do remember from learning physics, because I can just remember the diagram of uh, all of the little molecules being very tightly packed together in a solid and then not so much with a liquid and then even less with a gas because I remember that it helped me understand this thing I didn't understand why you could hurt yourself jumping into water from a great height I thought well it's just water but because of the molecules and your molecule they don't have time to get out of the way because you're going too fast and so it turns into a hard surface but yeah it's been interesting it gives me it gives me flashbacks of high school, which is a bit I don't really like. I'm hoping the more I do it, the less that will happen. But it also I'm not sure whether the I'm not sure how much I did learn in high school and I've forgotten versus how much I just didn't learn in high school because the standard of education, as you will remember, was really bad. Yeah, I don't I presume that you probably did quite well in GCSE science. I got a D, so I didn't do well. Um, I also, as, as I've as I mentioned, any subject where you had to do revision, I did badly and because I I did not one second of revision for, for GCSEs. Partly because I, uh, I actually wanted to fail a lot of it because I didn't want to go to college to do A-levels. I certainly couldn't handle staying at Hewitt to, to do the sixth form there. Although it seems like Maybe I would have had a better time if I had done that because it seemed like basically, and maybe I should have seen this coming. But yeah, that most of the assholes kind of left because yeah, they didn't. Uh, yeah, a lot of the, a lot of those people wouldn't want to carry on education, so it seemed like it left a lot of the nicer people. But I just uh, yeah, school was such a oh, such a. Especially like that last year of high school, I just really, I just couldn't be doing with it anymore. And so the, the thought of going back there, and even with people I did like, but still had a history with, I just, yeah, the thought of it was was kind of unbearable. But I really didn't know what I wanted to do, so I was going to go to college just for the virtue, of, by virtue of the fact that it wasn't Hewitt. I really didn't want to do that either. I didn't really know what I wanted to do, but I didn't want to continue in education I didn't have any passion for learning at that point or 
really any passion for life. I didn't. I was kind of depressed, really. Probably needed some uh, mental health intervention, but uh, didn't get didn't get that at that time for one reason or another. So my point being, I'm not sure whether you, <laughs> whether you, as somebody probably, I'm, I'm assuming, but I'm assuming that you didn't get a D at, at science. That you probably did. That you probably did better than that. But or let or let say so let or let's take anyone for an example. Anyone who did well, would they actually remember this stuff all these years later if you've never gone back to it? Because obviously there's loads of stuff that you learn at school that you then can't remember. Would you remember that half of the mass of an object multiplied by the square of its velocity is how you calculate the kinetic energy of something? It's probably not something that would roll off the tongue, but uh, but maybe I'm wrong. But yeah, I, I, I don't like being ignorant, so it is nice to go go back and either learn for the first time or relearn this stuff. And even, even just for its own sake, in terms of brain health, I think a lot of studies have shown that if you are constantly learning, you're going to be contributing to better b- brain health and keeping away things like Alzheimer's, dementia, that sort of thing. If I can do that, I'm happy. And it's interesting because, so I've just started doing what is quite basic level physics, but it meant that I, I read a book, it was quite a short book, but it was called 2071, The World We Leave to Our Grandchildren. Oh, if you're listening to this, I'm just gonna stop and get some wax, dental wax, to put on this thing on my tooth because it is painful. Hang on a sec. Well, I say hang on, I'm not on the phone, and I'll probably edit this out. Oh, yeah, that was bleeding. Uh, not very pleasant. I had... Well, last time I got my braces tightened. Sometimes after you get them... Uh, well, after I do it, I, I kind of clench my jaw because I'm trying not to move my mouth so that I don't <laughs> get pain from scraping and, and whatnot. So I tend to, like, clench my jaw to not move my mouth. But then sometimes when I do that, unbeknownst to me, my tongue has sort of got caught in between my teeth and it, you don't, I don't notice it. And then when I do, like, unclench my jaw, suddenly I'm biting my tongue really hard. Oh, and I did that just after I got my braces tightened last time. Bit my tongue. Or oh, I was walking around M&S and I was just, like, suddenly wincing really hard and then my tongue was bleeding and I was like, ow. And uh, I went to the normal dentist for a checkup a couple of weeks later. And she said, oh, what's happened to your tongue? It's been traumatised. And I thought, oh, God, traumatised? But that's healed up now. But, yeah, that was uh, bleeding a little bit there, so I stopped. Now I can't remember what I was saying. I think I was talking about GCSE physics and relearning it. Oh, yeah, I read a book, 2071, The World We Leave to Our Grandchildren. And it was talking about the the balance of the different uh, so the biosphere the hydrosphere the atmosphere all of these things and how they're in balance and i understood that because of understanding from doing this gcse physics the conservation of energy principle that energy can't be created or destroyed can only be transferred from one store to another and i would have understood what the book was saying anyway but just to have that extra little bit of understanding. So I think I'm going to continue with with learn, learning this stuff that I feel I missed out on. So I'm going to can, I'll do the sciences and I think I'll do geography because I never I didn't even do that at GCSE and the year 8 and year 9 lessons of geography at Hewitt were 
all I can remember is colouring in a picture of the map, which at the time I thought, is this just wasting time? So it's just busy work. I just colour this in. And I thought, is there some sort of... Is, is, is the idea of doing that just to make you look at the map? And if you're colouring it in, then you're spending longer looking at it? Or is it literally just keeping you busy? But when I think about Hewitt and the education I got there, I, I, I struggled to think that were I the guardian of a child, I really struggle with the idea of sending them to high school because of obviously I think I'm biased because I had such a bad time but it just seems with all the resources that are available now it's not like you would have to be an expert in all of these fields in order to homeschool obviously there's loads of factors financial factors and if you've you've, you've got to work as well and that sort of thing but the only good thing I can think of high school is just the, the, the social aspect which I do think is important but I just think would it would it be just as good if you made sure if, if you enrolled them in stuff like scouts or sports teams or, or whatever the case may be could that not be just as good but I don't know and I think Hewitt because I I didn't I don't know if you have in Norwich if you knew of a school called Blythe Jacks, but that was like closer to where I lived, and that's where my brother went, and he and that was an absolutely terrible school. Basically, that was my local high school where I used to live on Cangrove Road in Norwich, which is over towards Mile Cross, but not quite into Mile Cross, NR3 area. My parents were adamant that I wasn't going there, and I can remember going to the open evening at Hewitt, and it seemed really good. Now, obviously, they make it seem really good on an on an open evening. The, the person who was showing me around was, like, explaining different things that were going on that they were like, oh, yeah, there's, like, a... Oh, there's a music club, there's this, there's that. It was They were making it sound almost like an, an idealised version of an out of American high school, almost, where there was, like, oh, these, there's all these after-school activities and there's this and that, which didn't really seem to be the case when, when we went. And I think, I think as we were there, it was declining year on year as we were there can you remember the headmaster mr wade where i think he actually had a nervous breakdown and because he became obsessed with litter and that was you know there was literally there was literally brawls happening with weapons where people ended up hospitalized and he was literally going around himself picking up litter so that's maybe that wasn't uh, the best but it's been because it's now i think an academy so it's been completely nothing about it exists from when we were there I, I doubt there's there's probably if any teachers there from when we were there but but yeah i mean i don't know how you feel about that as a, as a parent how you would feel about the uh, pros and cons of homeschooling but the other way in which it came up was you know how social media and things like youtube especially sometimes they like people to go down rabbit holes and that's why these far right wing things they don't they they don't really try and take them off because they're these stupid three four hour videos and they know that once people get into that sort of thing they'll then continue to watch and watch and watch and they'll just be on their platform for ages so they like it when people go down these mad rabbit holes like QAnon and whatever else because it's just time on their platform and I was on Instagram the other day and I could see 
this it was like two or three posts same where it was basically mixing and I know because I've just started doing it but it was mixing this post about like high school level physics but then just adding in some sort of like mysticism about the true nature of the universe and then it was like oh yeah and subscribe to my youtube channel and buy my book about it and I was reading some of the comments and I'm hoping that the comments are just um fake and from some sort of Russia you can just buy stuff like that comments and followers and whatever because they were all you know in agreement but I thought well a lot probably some of them must be real and yeah it was just I can't remember exactly what the post was but again it was it was that conservation of energy principle which was pretty much one of the very first things I learned as I started doing this physics thing so it's very very basic level science and then it was just mixed in with yeah some just like oh because of this you are energy and you exist on a different plane and blah 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 and here's and I just thought it's so easy to get people to get people in and yeah maybe if I maybe if I hadn't have gone and done learned this little bit of uh, science that I've learned maybe that would have impressed me more to be like oh conservation of energy blah 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 yeah I, I still don't think it probably would have done but learning about electricity was also pretty useful uh, that could how a plug works that is actually pretty good information to know to know what's what i know my knowledge was basically checked to see if a fuse has gone but i didn't really know what that meant but now i do know what it is overheating and then the, the fuse melts to stop the to stop an explosion because uh, our hoover will quite often blow a fuse and uh and I think it's when someone who I live with, who is not me, but I won't name for legal reasons, <laughs> uh, uses it when it's too full and the fuse will blow. And now I understand why that is. Uh, before I was just like, oh, the fuse is blown again. That's annoying. But now I know the reason for it, so I can uh, take steps to prevent it. Yeah, I think um, probably the hardest thing of the physics is all of the um, different you know, remembering all of the different, like, oh, energy's measured in joules, power's measured in watts, oh, something else is measured in this, potential difference is a little slanty V, and volts are a normal V. That's quite hard to uh, get your head around. I guess that would be what all of the revision would be if you were doing an exam. But I don't think I'm planning on actually taking exams or anything like that, unless, unless it came down to I wanted to do some sort of other course and you needed it but I can't see that being the case at the moment. In terms of learning as well, you know, to build confidence in learning and learning how to learn on my own which I think I can. I do already do a bit but ultimately I want to have gained some sort of marketable skill um, obviously doing this podcast I'm learning a bit about audio engineering and that sort of thing and it I am interested in that, as well as music production and, and that sort of thing. I can't find... If I could find an MA in like audio production, that would be really good. And they do exist, but you do really need to have done a BA. You can't, you can't really just jump straight into an MA in audio production. And while I can afford an MA with savings, and I can actually get funding so alone for an MA because I haven't done an MA before because I've already done a BA I can't get funding for it and if it was the price that I paid for my film studies degree which was I can't remember just over three grand a year 
I could just about do that with savings, but now it's something mad like nine grand a year and that's just that's that's not feasible plus then it's three years of also only being able to work part-time or whatever so i don't know how it's re it doesn't really seem that feasible but yeah if i could find a course that was that was um audio engineering i think that's what i'd like at the moment i think i mentioned before there's an ma in southampton that i'm considering doing that's like film post-production it's mainly about video editing but there is uh sound modules and, and elements of sound in in post-production because yeah i think i said when i mentioned it but there are a lot of different jobs in sound post-production for tv uh, as well as radio and then podcasts speaking to my counselor about it the other day and i was saying you know ultimately i think yeah if i if i was if i could manifest it would be sort of podcast producing because and not just the technical element but the I think I've got enough creative skills that you know if somebody else if, if you came to me and you said oh I've got this idea for a podcast but I don't know how to go about it I feel like I'd then be able to help with that and then I think there's quite a few stories of people who've started podcasts with very little technical ability or good sound quality or whatever but the content's good and then they end up making it their living or something else that I've discussed with my counsellor is not necessarily having to have something be my absolute full-time income but you know let's just say if I could do more th things more along these lines even if it was like freelance editing or whatever and then that meant that I only had to work 20 or 30 hours a week in Tesco you know at the same time that would be a happier life to me than working full-time in an office money's not a big motivator for me just you know you need to have enough to live comfortably and to not be worried about it but other than that it's not like I mean yeah don't get me wrong, if I was a millionaire, I'm sure I could find things I'd like to buy, but it's not something that I feel like would actually make life better. So I'll I'll uh, I'll leave it there, Alice, and um, I hope you're doing all right. Um, yeah, rambled a bit though. I'll keep, I think I've kept it shorter. I'm going to leave you today. Um, I'm going to read you my favourite poem. That's by Charles Bukowski and it's called The Laughing Heart. Your life is your life. Don't let it be clubbed into dank submission. Be on the watch. There are ways out. There is a light somewhere. It may not be much light, but it beats the darkness. Be on the watch. The gods will offer you chances. Know them. Take them. You can't beat death. But you can beat death in life, sometimes. And the more often you learn to do it, the more light there will be. Your life is your life. Know it while you have it. You are marvellous. The gods wait to delight in you. See you next time. Much love. Let's all do a test and see if the microphone is working.